Welcome to Flip the Switch on Life podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Marie. I'm an embodiment life coach here to help you live an empowered and soulful life. I guide women towards self-healing to take back their power so that they can start living life by their own rules and embrace their true authenticity. This podcast is your go-to where I will be giving you all the tools and resources to start the process of self-healing, doing the deep inner work, and developing your spiritual wellness. There is so much power in embodying your true self, but we often allow fear and comfortability control our lives, keep us playing small, and settling for less than we deserve. By learning to rewire your subconscious, you will discover your truest and your highest self. You will learn how to take back control and flip the switch on your life. So thank you so much for listening. Now let's get into the episode. Hello, my amazing human beings. I'm so excited to dive in today because today is a solo episode and we're doing things a little differently. And recently, I have been asking my audience on Instagram what they want to hear about. So I'm also asking you, what do you want to hear about on the podcast? There is going to be a link in the show notes to click a form for you to fill out just to share your questions with me, whether that's um, identifying yourself or keeping yourself anonymous. So there is protection and safety there as well, asking the questions you want to ask. And also I want to know, who do you want to have on my show? That is so important to me because we are shifting the... the um, we are shifting the paradigm of this podcast just a bit. And I really feel called to dive deeper into the feminine landscapes, our inner sensuality, our inner wild woman, and how that actually plays a role into becoming our own inner leader in our life and starting to bring on other experts who are just crushing it in their business and bringing in more entrepreneurial minded conversations to the podcast. So you might have already started to see that shift, um, but we are making more of that shift too. And maybe I'll make a podcast dedicated to the why the shift is happening. Um, But All to say, today we are diving into a question from um, a woman, and her name is Sarah. She gave me consent to use her name. And so her question is, how do I call my sensual and sexuality back into my life? I used to be over the top. Her nickname was Walking X, Walking Ecstasy, and now she's working on not cringing when her partner wants to be physical. And so... I'm going to answer this to the best of my abilities with my own experiences and also my education I have thus far on trauma because the first thing when I hear somebody say, I used to be this way and now I'm holding back my true essence, to me that is, there's trauma there. There is some sort of energetic withholding of our true way of being and I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into all of these topics Um, but let's get into the episode and what this can look like if you are also experiencing some way of desiring reclamation of your sensual and sexual being. 
Okay, so first I want to share that the reason why I want to start bringing in these conversations around the feminine sensuality and sexuality is because I have personally been going through my own inner transformation and also curiosities and so as a personal brand and entrepreneur as I evolve so does my business and so is the podcast like I shared in the intro and so when we talk about sensuality sexuality you know to be honest I never thought too much about it if you would have asked me a few years ago and even being on my spiritual journey for the last three years you know almost four years now which is crazy Um, It's really opened my eyes to how things are all intertwined and you don't have to be this like wild, crazy, like sexual goddess in the bedroom. That's not what we're talking about here. We're actually talking about like our divine way of being, which is we are sexual human beings. We are sexual beings. And when we talk about sexuality it's directly linked to our sensuality and directly from that is linked to our self-expression and so sensuality is to me a way of really connecting with our senses our emotions and being able to feel confident to express ourselves in whatever way that is whether that's through our body or through our voice or whatever and so when we talk about you know, the physicalities of sexuality. I think there's so much that plays a role into how we show up in intimate dynamics. But I really want to go back and go deeper into the repression and suppression of emotions and what can happen when we are repressed as as women. And I'm going to be sharing a little bit of my personal stories here as well that I haven't really shared ever. And I hope that the you all listening here and Sarah listening to this podcast can give you some clarity and some insight and hope that hope isn't lost and that there's just work that needs to be done to unravel the layers of your true way of being. And so I feel really called to dive deeper into these topics because again I have been diving into my own exploration of my sexuality exploration of my sensuality and when we aren't our full authentic sexual sexual um, essence if you will there is because there is something holding us back and Again, I'm not an expert in sexuality. I'm not, I'm not a sex therapist in that regard. So I'm sure there's so much to play, um, so much at play here with these dynamics. And I can't wait to start having more experts in this realm to hop on the podcast. So again, just sharing this is from my personal experience and lens and scope and from research and education and also experience I've undergone to share what I'm about to share. So just disclaimer there. Um, And so when we talk about repression and when we talk about not being our natural way of being in the bedroom or if you're feeling uncomfortable or you're feeling not um having the best sex that you can have so to speak to me there is something there that is withholding and what comes to mind is sexual trauma 
And so again, I'm not going to go into depths of what this, what um, sexual trauma can look like because I think that it can be an array of little T to big T trauma. It could even just be like you being hammered and having um, having sexual encounters with somebody and waking up the next morning and regretting it to, you know, the bigger T traumas, which is, you know, rape and forceful penetration and things like that. And so I'm not going to touch on those because I don't have um, expertise in those areas. However, I will say the umbrella of sexual trauma can be a variety of things. Um, And trauma is anything that is triggering and that has created a significant emotional event in the body. So um, I'm going to start to share a little bit of like my story and then I would love to go into a little bit deeper depth of why suppression happens and what could be causing your suppression as a sensual sexual being. And again, um, just sharing from my experience. And so in my experience, I've realized, you know, it's so, it's just, again, so incredible, I should say, that as we continue to heal, we get more things to heal. (laughs) Um, And I mean that because we're creating the space for more things to surface that have yet to expose themselves because we've been energetically blocked by our own other forms of trauma. And so when we start to heal, we're actually peeling back those layers to release those parts of ourselves that have yet been seen, heard, and validated, right? And you can call that your shadow. You can call that your inner critic. You can call that the parts of you that have not seen the light of day. There's so many different labels that you can give it, but ultimately what happens is that we're withholding our true self and trauma or or our baggage is holding us back from being the most authentic version of ourselves. So when we talk about like being more inner feminine, being more inner sensuality, being in our sexuality, to me what that actually means is that we feel so connected to ourselves, to our body, to our confidence, our self-worth that we start to emulate that in our daily life and then that will transmute in the bedroom. And so um, sexual trauma, you know, it, it it's interesting because um, – I, and I've shared this publicly, that I went through an abortion when I was 16 and I kept that secret like it was the most shameful thing ever and I repressed it. I'm sorry, I suppressed it. I was conscious of it and I just kind of shoved it down and I didn't think that it had had anything to do with intimacy. I didn't think it had anything to do with... um, sex. I didn't think it had anything to do with my confidence. Nothing. You know, I just was like, I told three people in my life and I was like, that's it. No one else is going to ever know the secret. And it wasn't that I regretted the decision. I, it was more of the act of it. And also, yeah, just feeling ashamed that I had to go and do that. Like I made a bad mistake and now I have to go fix my bad mistake and at the cost of my body, at the cost of um, just feeling ashamed that I like that this happened to me, so to speak. Um, and so 
when the Road versus Wade came up, um, I believe that was 2022, so last year, I was just in rage, anger that um, they wanted to take those rights away from women and the COVID vaccine that they wanted that they took our rights away in in demanding and mandating that we have to put this in our bodies or else we can't work. And just it just was so personal for me to the point where it was like a word vomit coming up. And I finally told my my boyfriend at the time, I finally told him that I had this abortion. And I'm just so angry right now with what's going on in the world and for women. And so, of course, he met me with compassion, but I felt like he was going to judge me. I felt like everyone would judge me. And again, if I I would do it all over again if I had to at that time. Um, so it's not that it was the decision. It was the after effect, I guess, that I was really afraid of. And so when I started to own my voice and own my truth in my abortion story, that started to open me up to release all of that energy I was putting towards that secret right and so our trauma and our baggage are these like secrets that we withhold from others and it's like it takes energy to hold those secrets so when I release that energetic blockage in my body it was like Oof, a weight have has lifted off and I started to realize and notice that there were other places in my body where I didn't feel safe and I didn't feel comfortable. And I started to realize, it started to like sprinkle throughout the remaining of last year and then into this year when I ended my relationship. It gave me more of an outlet and reflection of like, wow, I really haven't been my true authentic self in the bedroom. I haven't really been my true authentic self in my body. And then for the first time ever, it was like, I want to take photos where I'm in a bikini and I feel freaking hot and I feel sexy and I feel empowered. And, you know, I started to realize that I have been muted and I've muted myself all from stemming from my own sexual trauma I had when I had the abortion and other experiences I've had with men that were just not appropriate and when I should have said no and I said yes and I'm I'm sure every woman listening to this episode can relate to that, right, where we should have said no when we said yes in whatever dynamic it was. And so I realized that this era I am in is healing and reclaiming my wild feminine, reclaiming my own sensuality, and that will transmute into the bedroom, into my sexuality, feeling more comfortable to, to ask for what I want and desire and allowing my partner to ask for his wants and desires And I think that when we can open ourselves up to our truth of where we've been holding that energy back, whether that is through suppressed or repressed um, emotions and trauma, it gets to free us. And so I invite you to think about um, if there's been any experiences you've lived 
that have held you back from feeling confident, from feeling sexy, from feeling worthy. And you can even start to look at this if you have body image issues or if you have self-worth issues within your own self or when you're in the bedroom with your partner and you start to feel coiled back. You start to feel a little uncomfortable and this breakup that I've, you know, haven't fully shared all of the transformation and reflections on, but wow, it's really given me a bird's eye view of, again, where I felt muted and in the act of feeling uncomfortable in the bedroom, it's not, it hasn't allowed me to be my full authentic self. And as women, again, we face oppression and we face suppression of our voice. And I feel, and I feel that I'm getting more aligned with this belief that they don't want us to share our voices. They don't want us to speak our truth. They don't want us to have the advocacy of our bodies because they know how powerful we are. If it wasn't for these men taking control of our voice, we would be living in matriarchy because we are the life force energy. Without us, the human existence would would be extinct. And the more that I do my own research and different ideologies and religions and beliefs, it is the woman, the mother, who is... <laughs> who is the the goddess, who is the creator of life and is worshipped. Um, you know, a short story here just to like really tie this together that really started to bring this belief home for me. When I was at, when I was hosting my women's retreat in Taos, New Mexico in September of this year, we were going to do a sweat lodge with the Native American tribe and one of the tribal members that was hosting um, a community sweat lodge that we booked private with. And so I remember his daughter came up to us and she was like, how many of you are on your bleed or they called it your moon? And a few of us have shared, yeah, we're on our bleed. And so she goes, well, technically you wouldn't be allowed in sweat lodge. We're like, Why? And she goes, well, because you're more powerful and the men don't like that. And so it's just really wild to me to bring again home back these thoughts and beliefs of our natural way of being and how that is too potent, too powerful, too untamed for man, for the world. And how different cultures have also realized this and tried to suppress us. So I share that because, again, I think as women, we are in this era of not only healing our trauma, our beliefs, but also finding our voice and being so proud of what we have to share, feeling so confident in who we are and the way that we get to tap into our true essence as a woman is through the confidence of our sensuality, is coming back home to our sexuality, our sacred sexuality, our sacred sensuality of the feminine. And so I think when we come back to these 
challenges we have. How do I call back my sensual and sexuality? How do I get to a place where I don't want to cringe in the bedroom? And so it's really a question of how do I call myself back home? How do I get myself back to a place of remembering my true essence and my true way of being and looking at what has tainted, what has damaged or altered or fragmented those parts of my voice, those parts of my body where I couldn't wear what I wanted to wear or I couldn't be who I wanted to be and how do I come back home to my truth? And for those listening out there that can relate to Sarah's story, relate to my story, it's been a journey. And we can find ourselves in all of our stories because there is something there that has fragmented and tainted some of ourselves. And so when we feel repressed right and when we are looking to reclaim ourselves we have to look at the roots i am a coach i am a woman who and a human i should say that is always looking for the cause not the effect of what caused that i want to know why because i have found power in reclaiming and taking back my truth by figuring out the root and i do that for my clients and I am just a big advocate of finding the cause, finding the root to stop the bleeding. And so a lot of what we are challenged with as women is the cultural and social conditioning, right? Cultural way of how women should have been and how women have been beaten, have been killed, have been muted for just existing, right? Or speaking up. If you look at almost every culture and every religious culture, a lot of it has been muting women, has been oppressing women. And there is an, it's, it's a common denominator for a reason, right? And I think we have this ideation, of course, that has come upon us that man should take care of us, that Women should just clean the house and take care of the kids and that man needs to make all the decisions and that the women don't have a voice or have a say. They just have to follow their husband and I call bullshit. This is the time where we are starting to wake up and redefine our roles, redefine our values and there are certain things I feel that men do differently than women and vice versa. Yes, absolutely. You know, like we are more nurturing by our way of being because we can birth children and that is our natural way of being, right? And I feel like for men, they are the protectors. They are the security. They are the safety. But these other ways of roles that men have played and that women have played just because they were being feared of is that they just don't serve us anymore. And so a lot of cultures or communities have encouraged women to be reserved or empathize, you know, chastity as well. And so again, that has also unconsciously played a role in our way of growing up and the way that we view the world. And so if you're listening here, there's something to say and there's something to look at to ask yourself, 
what am I intaking every day? Who are the people that I'm around every day? What are the the, the women I have in my life and what is their what does their self-expression look like versus what I am trying to desire and claim, right? And, you know, religious beliefs are another one that can repress the feminine. Um, Their teachings and interpretations can promote abstinence or modesty and um, which, which can lead to repression of the feminine sexuality for individuals who, you know, are going against those beliefs again, right? And it's like, you look at Christianity Christ, <laughs> Christianity, and Catholicism and it's like you're supposed to wait until marriage to have sex. Why? Why is that? You know? And so it's like we have to really start questioning these um, beliefs and, and these conditionings and these thoughts, right? And that's why I don't align with religion. I think religion divides us and I think spirituality creates – relation all is one and so that's why I really identify more with spirituality because you get to create your own way of living and your own thoughts and your own ideations and your own moral code versus a religion they create it for you and there's a reason behind that so another way that is repressed is family upbringing right a conservative or um, sex negative family environment during childhood, um, depending on how like what your parents were doing or weren't doing, um, the way that they had the relationship, all those things, right? And so that also plays a really significant role into our suppression of our sexuality, past trauma, body image issues, lack of education as well. Again, there's a lot of ignorance around um education on sex I mean I don't even remember I feel like the only thing I learned in high school was like just don't have sex (laughs) like why you know and so I think that again I think I look at it in a place of a perspective of what the bigger mission was and the purpose behind creating all of these common themes in religion in culture in environments in school and they all had a common factor of don't show this you can't wear I remember we couldn't wear spaghetti straps to high school because it would be too of a turn on for for the boys and it was just it was all us like we have to be on the birth control we have to hold ourselves back it's our fault it's this it's that and it's like but the men get like a, a walk free card and I never understood that and I and now that I haven't been on birth control for over three years I would never go back to it. And it's like, why can't men take the birth control? (laughs) Why do we have to damage our organs, right? Again, I look at the bigger vision, the bigger picture here, and I don't think that it is a proactive way of life for women. I think it's a suppression. I think they unconsciously embedding these little seeds to suppress our sexuality. So for those that feel suppressed, don't blame yourself. Blame the government, (laughs) blame society, blame the way that we've all grown up and now you get to choose how you want to believe and you get to choose what is best for you. We're, We're so held back from the fear of rejection and judgment and that was also a big part of what was suppressing my 
sexuality intimately and also my sensuality because I was so afraid of what people were going to think. I was so afraid if my partner would deny me. And as I started having more open communication with myself, I started surrounding myself with sex positive humans. I started to realize that it was all in my head holding me back from the true way of being. Me allowing myself to open myself more sexually and more sensually, so being more in touch with dance, being more in touch with my body, being more in touch with my emotions, my vulnerability, and sharing that on social has actually created more of a connection with other women and myself. And it wouldn't have been if I didn't trust my voice. And when I've been in intimate encounters, it's been a really beautiful experience because I've been able to feel safe with the person I have been intimate with and also share my desires and share my needs and they could do the same. And so I realized that the most authentic version of myself is feeling alive in my body, feeling confident, feeling worthy, feeling sexy, feeling powerful and I think a lot of the times we're afraid of our power and so I really invite you if you are dealing with a lot of shame or dealing with a lot of trauma or body image or the way that you grew up or the people that you're around I encourage you to think about what parts of me want to feel more awakened what parts of my confidence in my sexuality even defining what is sexy mean to me right and I used to cringe on (laughs) for people on the internet that would just like share their body and even when it was tasteful like boudoir photo shoots or um some influencers that express themselves through their body even if that's dancing and like the way that people want to express themselves through what they wear and I used to be so judgmental when I truthfully realized that judgment was actually a envy of damn I wish I could feel confident that much to wear whatever I wanted to wear and I encourage you when you're looking to step deeper into your sensuality and your sexuality, some tips I have here are you can try to get more involved with other humans that are sex positive or that are super confident in themselves. Um, What has actually been a really help, uh, a really big help for me to get back into my body, get back into reclaiming these parts of myself has been a static dance. And so wherever you live, see if there's a dance community that you can get involved in because just giving yourself the permission to freeform dance has allowed me to express my myself through movement. And that has also been helpful to get into my body, get into pleasure, get into just feeling more sensual and connecting with my senses. And as far as the sexuality piece, if you are in partnership bringing these conversations up out of the bedroom out of the bedroom um, that has been really helpful for me as well and I know it can be intimidating I know it can feel like you're afraid of rejection but just thinking about how you can bring these things up to your partner and what you're feeling and even 
a step before that is bringing them up to yourself and just being okay with how you feel, being okay with the acknowledgement of like this is what you want and this is what you need and finding outlets, courses, mentors that can help you reclaim your sexuality has been or will be really helpful too. Um, And just playing more, getting into your feminine in general, which is more of your creative flow, your inspiration, um, connecting back to your roots. Maybe that's your lineage. Maybe that's um, getting outside. Maybe that is challenging yourself to rock, walk around naked for five minutes, you know, those things can really help you reconnect with your natural way of being. And the more that we can take these baby steps in our, in our life and with our partner, the more that we are going to own and reclaim ourselves. Um, the last thing I'll share too is that, um, Letting go of my trauma has been really significant and I don't just mean the sexual trauma as well but also looking at the parts of me that looking at the areas of my life and looking at the people in my life and asking myself does this person and does this area of life whether that's career, relationships, friendships, physical environment does that allow me to be the most authentic version of myself and if there is any part of you that is saying no cutting that off and letting those things die and let go has put me in my power in so many ways me ending my relationship in the beginning of this year was the biggest reclamation I could call forward for really understanding the definition of authenticity, finding my voice. That has given me so much empowerment, so much courage to really be all of myself. And I'm still moving through that. I'm still learning. But if you can even like look back at my Instagram from the beginning of this year to now, there's so many energetic shifts. Like I've gotten more than... 20 comments and friends reaching out like wow your confidence is like another level wow you are like totally expressing yourself in the most authentic way that's giving me permission and that isn't just because I'm doing it for show it's just because it's my natural way of being because now I don't have that energetic blockage so really taking a full life's inventory and asking yourself those questions because even allowing those things to die or speaking your truth is going to give you more confidence and courage to be your most authentic self and I promise you that is going to transfer over into your sensuality into your self-worth and deeper into your sexuality so mm, I'm excited to share more of these topics with other experts and really just normalize more of these topics And so if you have another question pertaining to whatever you want to hear, whether that is the feminine and sensual sexuality, if that's relationships, if that's business, whatever, um, there's going to be a form at the bottom of the show notes. And so I really invite you to write out what you're feeling, what you're really wanting to hear from me and other humans on this podcast. If there's anyone specifically that you would want me to collaborate with, I would also love to hear that. And for those that are filling out the form, you will be entered for a chance to win one free complimentary coaching session with me. 
So that is your incentive. (laughs) And thank you so much. I would love to hear your feedback and thoughts after this episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of Flip the Switch on Life. Please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you appreciate the show, please jump over to iTunes, give us some stars. If you're feeling for it, write a review. And if you want to learn more about these topics that we discussed today, check out the show notes for more information. Or you can also come hang out, shoot me a DM on Instagram. Instagram is Jessica Marie Step, And I will see you guys next week. 